everyone. Welcome back to Speak, Listen, Heal. I'm your host, Madison. For this second episode, we will hear from Rodney Howard, a born and raised New Yorker, as he reflects on his time in the Big Apple and what brought him down here to Charleston. Anytime you see Rodney here at 180 Place, he is always laughing or joking with staff or other clients. Uh, He's always got a big smile on his face, or he's heading out for the day to go spend time with his brother. So thank you for being here to listen to his story. Enjoy. My name is Rodney Howard. I'm from New York City. I'm living in Charleston, South Carolina now because all my family's here. Uh, I had a rough time growing up as a child, so I'm trying to make some changes in my life. Uh, come from bad, uh, being abused as a child by my aunt, being molested. A lot of that still, I deal with that still today. I'm 58 years of age, and I still deal with that and the death of my mother in the 80s. She died of a brain tumor. Uh, uh, biggest part of my my down by uh, drug addiction, I came up with a. It was because of my past being molested and watching my mother being abused by my stepdad. Uh, he would beat on her and stuff like that. I was too young to do anything about it. So uh, I deal with a lot of that still today. It was exciting growing up in New York. Uh, it was always something to do, you know. I just was, uh, when I was in uh, in the streets, uh, not in the streets, but uh, working, cooking, I was, I'm a chef, so that was exciting for me, you know, cooking in restaurants. And like I said, I met a lot of famous people cooking, so that was a good thing. I just never liked to go home because home was a place where a lot of bad stuff was going on. So I turned to drugs and escaped. I call that my escape goat. It was crack cocaine. And I've been clean now like 10 years. So Um, it was just a battle. You know, I never had treatment centers to go to. I had to do it myself. So, yeah. Yeah, I met a lot of famous people. Like I said, Kevin Costner, Whitney Houston, uh, Kevin Bacon, uh, Robert De Niro, uh, I just met so many famous people. New York is full of them, and restaurants is the best place to meet them. If uh, you're working at a uh, five-star restaurant, you meet them all. And I worked at a place called Beefsteak Charlie's. So there was they, everybody loved steak. <laughs> Kevin Costner, he liked the, the prime rib. Whitney Houston was the bacon cheeseburger. Robin Williams was the hot dog with onions and relish. And you know they all have when you get to know them. And I got to know all of them. You get to know their preferences, what they like, what they don't like, you know. And it's fun, too, though, you know. Because they really, a lot of them are real nice people in real life, you know. They real, they'll talk to you. They don't look d- down on you because they're famous, you know. So 
I met a lot of good ones. Yeah. I uh, I met Robert De Niro at the restaurant, and he he uh, loved the way I cooked, so he invited me to a yacht party to cook for him. So he paid me five thousand dollars for one night. No, five hundred for one night. I think it was five hundred. Yeah. And that was a, a experience for me. I got to meet more celebrities. Yeah, so that was an exciting part of my life, yeah. So I forgot to tell you, I got a lot of calls for playing. I play the piano, so I got a lot of calls for that, too, doing shows, jazz clubs and stuff. So I did a few of those, you know, but I got bored. I get bored fast with things. I still do. I, I have to keep moving. You know, I get bored, you know. I think that's growing up in New York City. You, you know, every, you got to be moving, you know. <laughs> so um, I made a transition from New York City to Michigan, now South Carolina, because all my family's here, like I said before. And, and a lot of places here uh, is filled up. A lot of my family our houses are filled up, so there was no room for me. So I came to 180 place. Uh and it's been uh, really good here, you know, that people really take care of you. They care about you. As uh, long as you do your part, they do their part, you know. And I'm just still trying to get on my feet. I get Social Security once a month, so I'm trying to find an apartment, which is in my budget. I've been here uh, almost four months now. Well, four months now, yeah. It's March. So, yeah, I got three brothers. We all chefs, but um, my old my brother under me, Donald, he's in a wheelchair, so he just lives a block away from here. I check on him a lot and go down there and cook for him and do things for him. You know, we kind of pretty close. You know, after like I said, after my mother died, I was too young to raise them. You know, so they came to South Carolina in the '80s, and uh, I stayed in New York City. So, but they came down here with my grandparents. You know. My grandparents are no longer here. Not they're not here anymore. So, they everybody's on their own now. Okay. Yeah. What was your mom like? Oh, she was exciting. You know, she she liked to drink. So every time she drank, she want me to dance with her. <laughs> so that's a great memory of her. Yeah, she was always always into something. Always thinking up new things to do to occupy our minds while we were in the house. You know. So we didn't go out and play much as kids. You know, we was in the house a lot. You know, our entertainment was home. Yeah. And my mother was a lot of fun, you know. And New York was a bad place growing up. So I moved from Harlem to the Bronx. Yeah. Worse to worse. <laughs> yeah. And I, like I said, I've been shot twice, getting in the crossfire, getting out of a cab once, get shot in the arm. Going to my uh, building, get shot in the leg. <laughs> so it was, you know, it was a place that you have to keep your eyes open. <laughs> yeah. So what's life like for you now? It's better. You know, I still have a, I'm diagnosed with bipolar depression. So I get depressed a lot when I think about the past. So um, they give me medication for that, but it's working a little bit. Um, but the place overall, 180 place is a great place, you know, to start your life over, you know. Like I said, at 58, I'm just starting over now, so. And it's okay, you know. I got a lot of plans, me and my brothers, plan to open up our own catering business, so when I get out of here, so things are moving up, you know. Things are looking good, yeah. And my health is getting better, so 
I'm di- I also have rheumatoid arthritis, so I'm able to I'm, I'm able to get around better without a cane now. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your hope for the future going forward now? Uh, just to see my kids grow up. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. You know, I have three daughters, so two in Michigan and one in North Carolina. So three girls. So I just want to see them grow up. You know. Yeah. My other, my oldest is 22. She's married to a Marine, so she's doing good. And my other one is 18 and 14, so, yeah. So what's been the most meaningful part of your time here at 180? The people. Yeah. Yeah. They really touch my heart, you know. They care. And I don't, I didn't grow up with that, you know. People caring. In New York, you say hello to somebody, they look at you crazy. Hear people speak to you, (laughs) you know. And they, like I said, 180 place cares. Yeah. Yeah.